how can someone get into multifamily? Excellent. Great question. Um, I would obviously make sure that as you're interviewing operators, you know, you're going through a series of questions. You want to know what their track record is. Have they ever had to do, um, you know, a call for capital where it's not uncommon? Obviously, you don't want to run into that scenario, but if you do, so these are obviously you're interviewing the operator as much as they're kind of interviewing you, making sure, hey, if you said you're going to invest $50,000, that you make sure you do it in the time frame that's set within, you know, the, the call that you have with the operator, the syndication team. You also want to make sure that who is part of the team is the asset management, that they have track record of success with those size of buildings. You know, if they're used to doing 20, 50 units and now they're going into 200 units, obviously you just want to make sure you're asking the right questions. Mike check. I'm good. Mike check. Mike check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth is the Online Hustlers Podcast with your host, Esteban Andrade. Every day I'm hustling. What is going on? Que paso? Everything? Uh... It's a great day to be in the podcast because what we're going to dial in today with is going to be about multifamily. And as uh, so you have seen and heard in other episodes, we have brought a lot of people that do wholesaling real estate. They do single family uh, investing and they do other different lines of businesses within single family real estate. But we haven't really brought the multifamily topic, which is a huge topic that a lot of people would want to get into. Uh, people start seeing, obviously, Grant Cardone getting into this big game of getting to big multifamily investing. That you have to be either a uh, an investor that that can put down a hundred thousand dollars down, or seventy five thousand dollars down, fifty thousand dollars down, in order to start investing to these big projects. And you you have to be an accredited investor or something like that. Uh, you see that uh, other big players starting to get into like acquiring these big, big ass complex uh, apartments and, and and condos and things like that. So today we're gonna bring in someone that specializes in multifamily, and she's not only specialized in multifamily, but she's very well known in the Florida area, in the South Florida area, and she's done already the events. She's helped a bunch of people. She has helped a bunch of other speakers that being in this podcast acquire multifamily properties and i like to walk through some of those real studies because she's also a real estate investor she's been getting into multifamily already for for some time and it's going to be amazing the amount of information that you're going to get because a lot of you want to really get into multifamily at some point right that's like a goal right uh, just myself, I got into multifamily uh, just very recently with my coach, Pace Morby. So I really want to help you guys to get into here. 
If you uh, find any value whatsoever in this episode, just share, like, and subscribe, and make sure that you share with your friends. Uh, otherwise, we will not be able to bring more heat to the game. So we have Christine Fluk right here today with us. She's an amazing person that uh, we've been talking for a while in social media, and I've been wanting to get her in, especially because she's local. She is such a great giving individual. You can you can see that from everything that she's being part of. Every single time that I see her online, she has a really great attitude. She has a really great knowledge base. She has a great experience. And um, she's local to me as well. And uh, actually, I'm very wondering why we haven't met. We haven't we met have in person. Yeah, I know, but we've been working on trying to do that. I know. Been in South Florida. So <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And hopefully I can bring some value to your listeners. Thank you. So let's get into this first, Christine. I, I really like for people to start getting into multifamily and have this episode as like, okay, multifamily can be done. I'm a wholesaler or I'm a single family real estate investor. I've just been scared of my life and multifamily and I have no idea. Or maybe I'm a real estate agent. Maybe I'm a digital marketer here. Maybe I'm a service provider of real estate. And uh, I don't know if multifamily is my thing, but I really would love to understand from your background. Um, and I understand from, obviously, from your starting you know, past life and everything. How'd you get into this game? It's such a, you know, it, it's, it's such a great, it's such a great. It's a great asset class. <laughs> it's a great vertical. It's a great asset class to be in. So um, I've been in real estate since 2004 here in South Florida. And I started selling and being around commercial real estate in 2006. I, had worked at different brokerages. I real estate agent and we here at Urbanized Properties were just a, a boutique firm here in South Florida. But we do have a reach, you know, in other areas of Florida. So going back to coming into commercial real estate, basically the skill sets that I learned was a lot of prospecting and getting on the phone and talking to owners of buildings. So it started out four units, six, eight, ten anything, say, under 20 units. I wasn't that intimidated to get on the phone and talk to owners. Obviously, like anything, as more as you practice, the better you become at handling objections and moving things down the line as far as how to handle the next step in commercial. And so I've now grown to, you know, over 100 unit buildings. I recently, well, I say last year, I did a 384 unit acquisition in Daytona Beach. And a lot of that has been a benefit through networking and through being on social media and running into people like you where we can have the opportunity to work together. That is freaking amazing. You actually mentioned a few key things that uh, people need to understand that I believe that the multifamily game uh, if you were to be doing an active acquisition of these commercial buildings or just big multifamily buildings, uh, it, it, the principles are essentially the same as you're doing right now in wholesaling. You're just speaking with another type of individual, okay? Sure. More, more or less, uh, 
based on a, one of the episodes that we had, someone that started a digital company and then started going into multifamily, she started cold calling all these other real estate investors and multifamily owners that either had inherited or have been investing in real estate for such a long time. You just got to change the, the way that you talk to them and, and the conversation, right? Exactly. I mean, instead of saying house, you just replace the word property. You know, hi, Mr. Owner, I'm calling to find out if you're interested in selling your property, whether it's a 10 unit building, a 20 or 50. Obviously, depending on the size of the property, sophisticated sellers do show up. I mean, when you're talking to somebody, if you will, um, that selling a 20 unit building, it could be a mom and pop or it could be a, you know, a corporation that owns multiple 20 unit buildings. There's a sophistication, obviously, as you grow up, as you grow in the level of units, you know, because speaking to someone who owns 400 units and seeing if they would like to sell, it's a little different, you know, but um, I would say it's a lot of kind of like you're saying with the wholesaling and single family homes or even Burr for that matter. It is still a lot of the, you know, the same activity, getting on the phone, looking for motivated sellers, you know, price and terms are always, you know, something that's going to show up to obviously benefit you know, a transaction. That's awesome. What are the key few things that a multifamily investor that you've seen? Wow, I've seen this person that I work with or or even myself that brought me to success within the multifamily world that you just uh, have applied this exact same formula or things in order to be really, really good at this. Well, like I was saying, since 2006, I've been selling commercial real estate and it's been different asset classes, not just multifamily. I've done mobile home parks. I've done shopping centers. I've done an office building in downtown Miami. So obviously each asset class has its own characteristics and how you handle the conversation with the owner. I would say my ex-broker um, was the one that really helped me understand uh, multifamily, helped me understand the numbers and helped me how to evaluate it and like I said, being able to move along the food chain, if you would, to higher unit counts. I've been in investing in real estate since 2015. And in 2019 is when I learned about syndications. It's funny because most of the people I was dealing with till up till 2019 were mostly investors. And this whole syndication and now buying large apartment buildings and being in a pool with other investors that bring their capital to come in as a limited partner, it's like a whole other world out there. And it's really a great way to have another income stream. As you're doing wholesaling, that's an income stream. And as a limited partner investing in an over 300 unit apartment building, as a limited partner, that's another income stream. And you get the opportunity to learn from people like Pace Marby and other people that are in that space. Yeah, I think for me, it was huge that I was given the opportunity because can no one really knows this right now, but Pace had um, had put together this big 400. I call it big because for me, it's big, but for some people. Well, might sure it is. Yeah. 400 unit Charlotte, uh, North Carolina building. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good looking building. But the problem is that it, the owners have not been able to truly maintain the operations of this building and uh, it has been decaying over the, the years and uh, and more mostly over the last few months 
And now the owner obviously is now willing to sell it to Pays Morbius team. Pays Morbius was able to acquire this property and now is raising this big amount of capital, which they right. did. But now getting to the soft community and telling them, look, students, now you can invest with this. Yes, you have to be an accredited investor, but what's going to allow you is to get more exposure, not only to my multifamily crew, my to me in multifamily, get more deals, but I'm also going to give you other benefits. Um, not only we're going to have a return investment based on the offering memorandum that we're going to give you, but also you're going to be able to have speaking time. You're going to be able to have some uh, walking through the property. We're going to fly to the property. And we're going to walk through the entire thing and how we're going to change the entire operation. Video walkthroughs. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And something like that, if I may, you know, being able to find a, let's call it a mom and pop, if you would, or even, you know, a, a corporation that owns a property that they have not been taking advantage of the management. And that's what we call a value add opportunity. And I'm sure, you know, Pace and his partners found that as a value add opportunity. So of course you want some meat on the bone, if you would, whenever you're buying a large multifamily property. And, you know, typically you are between a three and five year hold. There are two options as an accredited investor that you mentioned, a 506C, and there's a 506B, which is limited to 35 investors in an investment opportunity. But a 506C, you can have, you know, unlimited amount of investors in it. So, yeah, doing as an accredited investor is uh, definitely a lot of opportunities out there. And like you said, when you get in with the right syndication team, you start with one and then you realize, wow, we've had some really good success. They hit the timeframes that they said that I would have my capital back. You get paid out either quarterly or monthly as a distribution. Obviously, you get the tax benefits through cost segregation and bonus depreciation. And you get your K-1s every year and it's a great way to not have to hang out with Uncle Sam and give him all that money. Yeah. And I think you're speaking a lot of really good stuff, but like there is um there there's there might be people listening to this that they're they're trying to have a brain dump of all these things that you're you're telling, like not only all these codes, but also all these benefits that they might be getting with multifamily. They might be they might not also know what what can they do in multifamily if they're not an accredited investor? So let's let's break it down from like let's say the basics right now. How can someone that is doing wholesaling or even even someone that is just has a, a good entry um, and entry income, like someone that has a service, someone that has another business? How can even they, a W two? Exactly, yeah. even a W two. How can someone get into multifamily? Excellent. Great question. Um, I would obviously make sure that as you're interviewing operators, you know, you're going through a series of questions. You want to know what their track record is. Have they ever had to do, um, you know, a call for capital where, hey, we thought that we we're going to put a million dollars into a property and we realized we need a million five. And so we have to do a capital call and request additional money from the LPs. It's not uncommon. Obviously, you don't want to run into that scenario, but if you do, so these are obviously you're interviewing the operator as much as they're kind of interviewing you, making sure, hey, if you said you're going to 
invest $50,000 that you make sure you do it in the time frame that's set within, you know, the, the call that you have with the operator, the syndication team. You also want to make sure that who is part of the team is the asset management, that they have track record of success with those size of buildings. You know, if they're used to doing 20, 50 units and now they're going into 200 units, obviously you just want to make sure you're asking the right questions because it is your capital that you've either wholesaled and, and made your fees off of, or you um, have a W-2 job and maybe you're, maybe it's an investment of 50,000, you only have 25 and you can perhaps bring in a family member, create an LLC with your, you know, with your accountant. And um, I definitely think that there is a lot of room and space for beginners to be in the multifamily space. And you think that you have to have a lot of money or you think you have to have, you know, everything lined up and you don't, you just use other people's successes and track record to be able to build your team. That's, I think that's really- I, I hope key. I answered that. No, I think it's really key that you have told uh, us that not only good keyword beginners can also uh, do this, Leverage the success of other people's track record, right? So that could be the success of the other operators that they're interviewing. That could be the success of other people that might want to get part of the pie, all right? Because they believe that they also want to do this. So I think you just mentioned like really key points there. I really want to ask you right now, your team, how are they acquiring uh, these multifamily opportunities. Let's go. Let's go to that because I, I want to. I want to start understanding how you're doing it right now, and how you can teach it to others. And then we can go back at like the other shapes of like multifamily investing. Uh, so, but how are you doing right, right now? How's your team currently acquiring multifamily? Pretty much just like the same way you're doing you're doing wholesaling and or helping others with the wholesaling because you're a digital company, mm -hmm. right? So you do you know different outlets for sourcing leads, whether it's the phone, whether it's Facebook ads, Google things like that. But I would say my number one source is the phone. I'm looking up owners and I'm contacting them either by the phone. Hopefully I'm not getting to a gatekeeper, which is usually the secretary. And hopefully I'm able to get to the CEO or to the decision maker, might be more than one person, but that's my main source in contacting owners. I mean, I pretty much prospect all day long looking for off market properties. Here at Urbanized Properties, we've been active at this for over 20 years. And 80% of what we do is off market. And obviously being in the business since 06, you become, you know, relationships either with owners and do more than one transaction and, or that owner refers you to someone else that is looking for your services as far as either buying the asset or helping them sell the asset. And obviously brokers through the years, you get a list of the good ones to work with, the ones that align with your values. Whoop, there it goes. <laughs> and uh, there, that that's funny, huh? And so, just yeah, yeah, no, it just fell down. So um, that's a lot of it. So a lot of it for me has been through networking and through the phone is how I'm getting to a lot of owners. 
Yeah, I feel like um, the multifamily uh, acquisition, at least the lead generation part of it, is a different beast because we have tried Facebook advertising, we have tried oh, really? okay. Google advertising. And what about print? Have you done print? No, we haven't tried print. And uh, and the not only the, the volume of it is so low and the cost is also so high that sometimes we don't even know which type of expectations to put because we try to lower the expectations as much as possible because it's completely different ball game than single family. Sure. And even then, uh, we only get maximum of like three unit, four unit, things like that. Yeah. Sometimes we get packages of other properties, but uh, of single family packages, but yeah, really, mm -hmm. but really like multifamily, we haven't been able to crack code on it. And I know that with Google, it's a, it's, it's, it's available. It's there, but it just requires way more trial and error, trial and error, more, more right? trial, trial yeah. and error, more effort, and more money.